You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Browns. Hello, everybody, for your Tuesday edition of Locked On Browns, episode 999. I'll be dropping episode 1000 later this evening. Uh, been a hell of a run here. Huh? Certainly have enjoyed every minute of it. We're going to sit down here today with Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. If you haven't che- uh, been checking out through Browns Digest through SI.com, uh, make sure you're checking out the uh, deep film analytic piece. I'm sorry, the deep film analysis pieces Pete's been doing on the Browns rookies. Uh, some great stuff. So make sure you're checking that out. Today's Locked On Browns is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. Obviously, Brian and Matt do a fantastic job. Check that out. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Me personally, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Locked On Browns. Uh, follow back account. DMs are open, as everybody knows. Um, eagerly uh, waiting for iTunes to get off their lazy butts and get everything corrected over there. But in the meantime, Odyssey, Spotify, whatever uh, whatever app you use to listen to your podcast, be sure to make sure you are following uh, rating and uh, leaving big, fat, juicy reviews for Locked On Browns. We got some things to get to here. I mentioned Pete's uh, film a- uh, analyzation pieces. We're going to get to those a little bit later. We're going to talk a little bit later also about we'll start our positional assessment uh, of where the roster is now. We'll start, obviously, with the quarterback as it all goes through Baker Mayfield. Um, but this one we'll start with first. And this one just it, it, it aggravates me on a bunch of levels. Um the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to sign Tim Tebow, but it's okay. He's not going to be a quarterback. He's going to be a tight end. And if anybody doesn't know, the Jets sort of tried this with Tim Tebow in 2012. It was a disaster. Um, you just, after so many years of doing one thing, it's very difficult to translate. Um, and I'm certainly sure his tight end skills, you know, didn't get, um, you know, enhanced by playing minor league ball for the New York Mets where he wasn't very good at that either. Pete, this, the thing that bothers me is, is when Tim Debo was done in the NFL, that following fall, there were a whole bunch of kids who went to freshmen as it went to high school as freshmen, football players, put in the work, the dedication to become good high school football players. Some of them good enough to get to the point where they had interest and went to go play football in college. Okay. Now it's a whole new world, 10 times more the work, 10 times more the effort, 10 times more the demand, and they bust their bus, and they become decent, quality, sometimes really good college football players. And there's only, and everybody, oh, well, there's 90 roster spots. Yeah, well, for some guys to even make a 90-man roster is the only shot they could ever hope or pray for as far as professional football. And somebody's getting that spot taken away by somebody who hasn't been in the NFL, again, since 2012. He's 34 years old. Oh, he'll just play a different position. And look, a lot of this has to do with Tim Tebow's relationship with Urban Meyer. And that's fine. A lot of this has to do with the fact, and open up your eyes, people, is you're telling these people in the Florida area, in the Jacksonville area, ooh, buy tickets. Maybe you'll get to see Tim Debo in a regular season game. Then most likely he's never, ever going to be there for unless he has some other different, you know, capacitory role within the Jacksonville Jaguars or organization. This isn't a red flag thing. And look, yes, team, T- Tim Tebow is a fantastic guy, religious guy, all of those things, whatever. 
but doesn't change the fact that he's also an egomaniac and likes to have his name heard um, for the, the, the workout to be leaked on the day of the draft. Um, it was pretty egregious as all these kids have worked so much time and so much effort in for the day of their lives. And yet, you know, so much time was spent, you know, muttering the name of Tim Tebow. It, it, it just, it just aggravates me because I, I, I think it's a con job. I, I think it's the ultimate publicity stunt. And for us, we talk so much about these kids who fight like hell just to get any scrap of an opportunity or a crack in the door to get in and at least get a taste of NFL life and say at least, hey, I gave it my all with the small opportunity I had. And this is where we're at. Well, anytime you can add a uh, playoff winning quarterback to your roster, I suppose uh, maybe there's something there. I, I don't <laughs> know what the value is here on any level. Publicity doesn't doesn't seem to do anything. I, I don't even know if fan service works in this case uh, because I don't know that anyone who's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan cares that they're adding a 34-year-old Tebow, uh, which I think sort of make, you know increases them being the butt of a, of a joke as opposed to, um, you know, sort of fixing it. So – I, you know, I certainly can share some of your uh, your issues with it and the idea that, um, it, you know, him being on the roster means somebody else isn't. Um, I'm not quite as um, emphatic in my case. I, honestly, I just though my my initial reaction is it just makes the Jaguars look like a look like a rec league team that like that continue to look like a joke, and that's not a shot at Tim Tebow because I don't care. Uh, it's more of a shot of saying we're adding a 34-year-old guy who hasn't played since, you know, 2013 or something like that and is expecting it to work. If you want him to be a quasi-coach, just you don't have to give him a uniform. Um, so, I mean, that, like that type of stuff. On some level, the, the Jaguars offseason has been so bad in many instances that I don't know if like Urban Meyer has this weird thing where he feels like given some of the missteps earlier in the offseason that this somehow makes up for some of it or something along those lines. Like there's nothing that to, again, there's nothing to me that makes sense other than the fact that basically Urban Meyer still owes Tim Tebow from uh, Florida and just reveres him that much. But I, you know, I don't expect him to make the team. I don't expect um, this to go very far. And, and if he gets to training camp and I, I don't know what that's going to look like, it, it does Tim Tebow somehow help Trevor Lawrence make him a better quarterback. If he does, then I guess it's totally worth it for them um, because that's your focus. What, what makes Trevor Lawrence the best he can be. So if, if, if adding Tim Tebow helps in some respect, great. I still think it looks bad overall for where this team is going. I still don't have any faith that Urban Meyer is going to last even this whole season. Uh, so I, I guess my, my viewpoint is somewhat slanted in that regard. I, I don't see how this team is going to be. I, I don't see how Urban Meyer is going to make it work when he wakes up and he's, you know, potentially three and seven and realizes there's seven more games to go. I, I don't think he has that in his DNA. 
Uh, but we'll see, and he can prove me wrong. I just some of the things I, I've seen on the sideline at Ohio State, uh, where he is like in just immense pain with what mm-hmm. was going on with his health, and that's when they I were successful. Keep in, keep in yeah, mind they were successful. He just has this ultimate grinders mentality, and I don't know how he's going to be able to do with that with a team that's bad, and they they are bad, and and and. You know, Kirk Herbstreet can tell me how he's going to somehow out-recruit and out-culture everybody. I've seen no evidence of that. I mean, their, their, their culture move was hiring a, 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 you know, an alleged bigot of a, of a strength and conditioning coach. It's not off to a good start. So I have major concerns with, with, with what Jacksonville is doing and where they think they're going. And um... – you know, all that, of course, I agree with. And, uh, you know, obviously Pete and I is good friend, uh, Nicole Chatham, actually, you know, uh, Pete and uh, Nicole actually doing a podcast as well through SI.com now. And, you know, we discussed this a little last night on social media. And if it is maybe about, you know, the protection of Trevor Lawrence or just giving him something to lean on. Look, Tim Tebow's 34. Trevor Lawrence is 21. I mean, it, 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 to a 21-year-old kid, a 34-year-old is literally, a, is literally your dad. Like that is how much the light years of difference it truly is. Um, and then there were, you know, talks about, you know, urban system. Look, if urban's going to come here and try to do everything he did with Tim Tebow, then this isn't good for Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's not that type of thing. You have a, you have a solid, very impressive quarterback prospect. Um, it shouldn't be about the running game. It should be about what 16 can do with his arm. And if you're truly looking for somebody to pre- protect this number one pick, your investment that everything is riding on. And obviously the next, what Jacksonville is hoping for, that this becomes a thing for a decade with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. There are guys who have done this. Tim Tebow, A, has never been a quarterback mentor in the NFL. There's guys like Chase Daniel, uh, hell, even Drew Stanton. If you want them, we'll send them down for you guys. There are guys who have done this role in the NFL, done it successfully, and made a boatload of money doing it because they can be that shoulder for the younger guy to lean on the guy for, you know, to say, Hey, all right, well, you don't know this certain player. I've watched millions of film on this certain player. This is something you're going to have to watch out for this week with said player. He's going to show you this, but it's actually going to be this. And if you get deep, it's okay because he's deep seven, eight other quarterbacks in this league at the same time, Tim Tebow can't offer him this. He can't offer him. He knows nothing about the players in the NFL right now. It's not like he's sitting down, watching film in, you know, in a quarterback room with coordinators, with coaches, day in, day out. He's been shagging flies as a you know, left fielder batting 160 in the Mets organization. I, it, just, it just seems a waste of time, and I understand he's a name, but it, it's just not worth I, that's it. That's why you're so upset, because, he's, because he was bad for the Mets. No, I'm just upset that he was there, to be completely honest with you. I mean, look, I mean, you want to find somebody to bat 160, you certainly can. And, you know, and the other thing is, is, you know, I'm not sure a whole bunch of newly minted rookies coming into Jacksonville are going to be thrilled when Tim Debo tries to send out a group text message at, you know, 730 on a Friday night when everybody has Saturday off and says, anybody interested to come on down for Bible study? Uh, it's just it's it's just I don't see how it works in any way whatsoever. Tim Debo, you can do some really, really great things in this world, in this country. Go do them. Sports is over. Everybody needs to realize when their time is over. Go do that. We're going to get to some talk here on Baker Mayfield, how the brands have handled hopefully transitioning Baker Mayfield. So hopefully he can take yet another level up in the 2021 NFL season. And we'll be right back with that in just a minute. 
Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And no, Pete, I'm quite all right with anything that was Mets affiliated, as I can say, your first place, New York Mets. But we are going to get to uh, the quarterback room. Uh, as of now, two on the roster, Baker Mayfield, Drew Stanton, Pete, we spoke at length, obviously, during the season, after the season was over, uh, you know, about the the growth Baker had made, about him and Coach Kevin Stefanski's system finding the, a, a marriage and finding a way where Coach Stefanski's system worked with Baker Mayfield. We've talked a little bit, obviously, about some of the missing parts of this offense from 2020 that, you know, halted what Baker Mayfield was able to do, certainly halted the offense. You're, everything from here on out on the offensive side of the ball revolves around six and you want to be able to take this up another level. You know, obviously a great 18 rookie season for Baker Mayfield 19 was just a mess all around for everybody. Baker included everybody. 2019 was just an absolute mess. I mean, drop it down the incinerator, almost forget it never happened. 2020 with such limited time and limited preparation. It showed a little bit early in the season. Then there was a little stretch where they ran into some severe weather issues, which kind of you know halted what the passing game could do. Then it, it just kind of was a train that built up steam and had a whole bunch of wide open tracks with no stops to do and just started to grow and grow and grow. And whether it's Jarvis Landry, whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., whether it's Rashard Higgins, whether it was times it was Donovan Peoples-Jones, whether it is you know, the running game and the use of, you know, dumps in the flats to Nick Chubb or using Kareem Hunt as a receiver, the tight end room of Hooper, Harrison Bryant, and of course, David Njoku. You add in now Anthony Schwartz. Pete, is this, is, is one enough? Is with what Schwartz can do, we talk so much about, you know, Baker basically having to find, you know, a, a tiny break in a pane of glass and trying to toss the rock through it to be successful and playing in such a box a, a, such a choking, you know, box where this field is 120 yards long and they never really felt like it was that for the Browns last year. Is this the case? Are they going to be able to do this? Are we going to be able to see a completion percentage higher than it was last year? Total yards higher than it was last year. A tick up in touchdowns, a tick down in interceptions. Have they done what they needed to do to get their franchise quarterback to even take yet another step in 2021? Well, he can certainly improve on all of his numbers. If for no other reason, you know, hopefully there aren't three games, you know, in Gale Force. (laughs) And he didn't play well uh, early in the year, uh, respectively, to what he was able to do. Again, he had about, about, uh, like, the last uh, 10 games, including the playoffs, is where he really took off. So, or I should say 12 games, his first six weren't great. So if he's just consistent from game one to game, you know, 17 in the playoffs, he will improve. Uh, The fact that he, you know, that they hopefully will have Odell Beckham, 
um, healthy all year. That that they do have a, a weapon in Anthony Schwartz, and even though I don't think he'll play a ton this year, and hopefully Donovan Peoples-Jones in particular will take a big step forward, and they maybe use David Njoku as much as they did at the end of the year last year, in the beginning of the year this year, all would improve the speed of this team. So in that respect, you know, Baker has really the city of Cleveland in the palm of his hand. And unless he experiences a DeGrom type twinge, uh, he should be good to really just to become that superstar. Like it's all there for him. Like he, he, he obviously sort of reignited this, this sort of, uh, romantic setup with with the city of Cleveland and just how good he was and delivering the win in Pittsburgh and all those things uh, and, and almost willing his team back against the Chiefs. That if he takes that next step, he's basically going to be you know on that level of you know maybe not LeBron yet, but just he'll be the biggest athlete in Cleveland going right now certainly. Uh, in just what he's able to sort of mean and is is capable of doing. So uh, I think that any number of reasons he should be better this year, uh, more comfortable in the offense right out of the gate. But they, you know, they'll be more athletic. It, it's entirely a question of can can he be better with Beckham on the field? Can uh, can Donovan Peoples Jones? do more than he did last year. I'd like to assume he can uh, after a full camp where he's not like the last guy uh, on the roster this year. So, and if you do get, let's say you get three cheapy, you know, over the top type touchdowns from Schwartz over the whole year, like that alone would, it may not seem like a, a huge year for Schwartz, but at the same time, like that would be a massive, uptick in those type of plays for the Browns and Mayfield in general. So if he protects the ball like he has, I think the touchdowns are going to keep going up uh, and, and the, the, the completion percentage will continue to improve. Which, and look, and this is something guys and everybody who, you know, who listens obviously to the show, not on iTunes because you know that. Um, but the thing is, is Anthony Schwartz's ability here. His first ability is just the the fear and the presence that he brings. Um, anything else he can kind of do after that, yes, you're going to want it. You're going to love it. Um, you know, how much can he develop and, you know, what kind of, you know, statistical output type of player is he going to be? And again, you know, you're hoping year one, year two, maybe you get what McCall Hardman brings to the Chiefs. Uh, you're probably never going to see that Tyreek Hill type of return for the Chiefs. But again, that Olympic speed, sub 4-3 speed is a rarity. Um, and it's severely, severely lacking in that wide receiver room. You know, look, Odell will be back, you know, to say he'll be 100%. Who knows? Odell's body's obviously been through a lot in his time in the NFL. Um, certainly no, you know, stranger, obviously, two surgeries and having to go through this, you know, on his lower extremities. Um, but also Schwartz does make life easier for Odell Beckham Jr. Certainly could do that for Landry and Higgins and everybody else here. And also accounted for the fact that there was almost 400 yards total rushing in his time at Auburn. So these jets sweeps, jet motions that they like to use and put, you know, obviously have everybody's eyes on the defense moving and following where now number 10 will be. They, it, it should serve that purpose and hopefully you know, open this up a little bit more where it doesn't feel like they're essentially playing on an arena league field. Case Keenum, obviously making more money 
than accustomed to for a quarterback that we hope never takes the field. But if he's invaluable and he's a huge asset to Baker Mayfield, that's okay. Um, probably the last year of this instance, no other quarterback on the roster, Pete. Um, would it be behoove them to get a third quarterback in here? Somebody that, you know, when we talked a few years ago, remember we thought maybe Gardner Minshew had a little type of Baker Mayfield to him, not suggesting Gardner, Gardner Minshew, folks. But find somebody that is a little bit Baker-like. Because, look, if Baker, with uh, Keenum being here in Baker's fourth season, Come year five, Baker may not need this crutch anymore. So is it time to maybe think about, you know, just getting somebody younger in here, somebody similar to Baker? And again, we're to the point now where if it is not Baker Mayfield, who the hell cares? Because we don't think it's going to have nearly the success that Baker Mayfield brings to this offense, brings to this team, brings to this city, for God's sakes. Uh, so is it probably time to start looking for who can at least eventually be, you know, the guy who gets Baker his coffee? Uh, not this year. No, uh, you're not, you don't want to use a third roster spot on, on a quarterback. Um, especially when you're, you're looking at the, the talent the Browns have. Um, and you know, if the Browns do move on from Keenum next year, uh, then they can draft a guy. You know, that was a big push for some people that they should draft the development of quarterback, despite how unrealistic that is uh, in this day and age. But if you move on from Keenum after, you know, this coming off offseason, um, then you need to get a guy. So at that point, drafting them may make sense. Um, right now, you don't have anybody unless you unless you really like Kyle Laletta, uh to be that guy, uh, you can keep a guy in the practice squad, and if they impress, so be it. But there's not any reason to do it. So, yeah, it, it, that next year, um, with with the roster, hopefully in a state where they they are really loaded and uh, balanced, they can take you know save the money Keenum uh, is making, use it elsewhere. And then they can take, you know, they, they can do what they wanted. You know, Kellen Mond in the in the third round uh, to back up Baker Mayfield or whatever the equivalent is next year um, and do it that way. The thing is, like, the, the, the big advantage with a guy like uh, Case Keenum is he doesn't need reps or barely need reps. Um, so Baker Mayfield could get them all. Next year, maybe that's not as big of a deal. Um and Mayfield won't need as many, but at least for the time being this year, I think it's still worthwhile to get him as many reps as, as, as possible, given where this team is at and what on the cusp of what they could potentially do. Pete, isn't it fair to say that going into the 2021 NFL season, that Baker Mayfield is a legitimate MVP candidate? Um, Sure. You know, in the in the sense, like it, it's certainly not unforeseeable where he could he could uh, he could be in that mix. He could potentially, you know, make have a have a big run. Um, uh, I, I do think that the the balance of the Browns' offense sort of hurts him in that respect. Um, you know, just looking around the AFC, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen don't have a Nick Chubb. Um, they don't have a running game that that sort of screams out the, the balance that the Browns are seeking. So 
those guys are always going to have um, a leg up because they have to carry the team. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, sort of has the same deal where, where so much is believed to be him. Um, I think Baker Mayfield has to be sort of extraordinary in that case and eliminate, you know, find a way to sort of eliminate the talking point. Well, he has Nick, he has, he has arguably the best running back in football um, to, to sort of offset that. And that's, that's always going to be a challenge. He can have a better year. You know, he can be the more efficient quarterback. He can be the more uh, you know consistent quarterback than any of those guys, theoretically, but I don't think, you know, he's ever going to sort of get recognition for, uh, the MVP. I mean, right now he has to win out uh, as MVP of this team because, you know, last year uh, and the year before the answer is probably still Nick Chubb just because he's so remarkably consistent and effective. But, uh, you know, we were quickly approaching a scenario where, you know, I think this year Baker Mayfield should, should sort of be that lead foot, um, on, on this team, on this offense in particular. And we have seen several instances of this, guys, whether it was 2019, whether it was 2020, Browns maybe in a 13-3, 10 nothing hole. Um, hey, what do we know what's working right now? What can we do to get some points on this board? You know, cut this lead down a little bit, get ourselves in a more comfortable position. Oh, yeah, just hand the ball to 24, three, four times. Next thing you know, the Browns offense is 45, 50 yards down the field. You know, scores a touchdown, gets a field goal, closes the gap, gets momentum going back, shifted to them. So there is some there is some thought process to it. And the thing is, is I don't know if even if Baker can crack four thousand yards. You know, Patrick Mahomes seems to you know put up five thousand without really giving much of an effort. And if it's going to be on statistics and things of that nature, but I'll say this: if the Browns somehow are in to, and playing in the AFC Championship game, I think there is a strong strong possibility Baker Mayfield would be your twenty twenty one NFL. MVP. We're going to get back here. We're going to talk a little bit about these uh, film analysis piece uh, been putting out here through SI.com. They're detailed. They're excellent. Make sure you're checking them out here. Going to ask them a couple of questions about that. We'll be right back with that on the latest Locked on Browns. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of of manufacturers the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available again for your car or your truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know the folks here at locked on sent you over their way amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com pete now again now the film analysis pieces i I love them uh you know obviously great detail uh going back going a little bit deeper into each player first thing i'm going to ask you pete is you know and you're not all the way through here i believe we're up to tony fields to this point which i believe dropped this morning some players have do you like the selection more did you maybe find something that's giving you possibly a little bit more hesitation about said picks, what are your thoughts here this much through on the uh, film pieces that uh, you're putting out through Brown's Digest? Uh, I think I like James Hudson more than I than I thought going in. I think he's actually pretty pretty damn good tackle. Uh, when Pete says Dick, you need to understand that that is probably one of the biggest compliments Pete can give a player. But go ahead. 
the when I was done with him, uh, you know, for a guy who's only played 13 starts, I thought he did a lot correctly, and I really came away with a Jedrick Wills type uh, feeling with him. It, it is if they took sort of like you know, like a discount Jedrick Wills type player. He's mean, he's nasty, he's all these things as a run blocker, but he is a, a good, patient pass protector. Um, I don't think they're going to try to rush him inside the guard. I do think they he, – he's a he's a tackle. He's he's good at it. Um, Tommy Togiai, I am increasingly impressed. The more I, I've watched, the better I think he will be. Um, I don't rule out the possibility that Tommy Togi, I could be the best player in this class, um, because he does, he does a ton, right. Um, and I, and I think he's just, I think he's an ascending player. I think he's still putting everything, still figuring it out. I think if he had about two, three more games last year, you know, a normal season, I think you would have seen him even better. Uh, but when you got to the end of the year, when you got to the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern, when you know the, the playoff game against Clemson, uh, he unfortunately was out for the game against Alabama due to COVID stuff. Uh, he was great, and he, he, he's exactly what the Browns want. Um, he can two-gap. He's, he's a, a very smart player. He plays his rush lanes well, so he helps teammates. Um, I, he protects the second level guys, which is exactly what this team wants to do. Like he just does a, a ton, right. And there are very few holes in this game. And I think had he gone back to college, I don't know if he would have gone in the first round or anything like that, but I do think he would have been viewed as a sort of a superstar as opposed to a, you know, this sort of guy who hasn't played much because he hadn't played 300 snaps in a season in college at this point. So in that regard, I think getting him in the fourth round is a huge coup. So Thus far, there are three – well, they're going to be because neither the last two that are going to get done are going to be in this range. There are three guys that have, like, true uh, Pro Bowl potential based on the data in this class. Um, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, Tommy Togia, and then Greg Newsom in, in a world where he stays healthy for a full year can potentially get to that level. Um so you know, Tony Fields is the one I did today. Tony Fields is very specific. Um, he's not going to be, uh, you know, he can prove me wrong. He's not going to be out there stopping the run in the NFL. He's just, he had, he had a, at times, really challenging uh, time with that at what, even at West Virginia, you know, he's throwing himself at, at, at ball carriers, trying to get around blocks and stuff. And there are times where he does some really impressive things, but he's really good in coverage and he's a really good blitzer. Uh, and I think in that respect, in that respect, he can be sort of like a Malcolm Smith type player with a little bit more. He's very smart. He does a lot of things um, that I think have value as a role player in the defense that's not going to likely get him, you know, he may not, he, I don't think he's ever going to be really like a long-term starter or, you know, pro bowl or anything like that. But even though he's, he's unlikely to be any of those things, he can still be a really nice player for this team that was specifically added. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, you know, I, 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 I like some of the things he can do. 
Um, I still have some questions of whether this is going to work, but I, you know, I think the kid is very impressive. There's a lot to like with him. Uh, I think uh, Owusu Koromoa, you know, he's phenomenal, uh, but it's entirely a question of how they use him. You know, we, we get the labels and calling him, you know, the Browns are calling him weak side linebacker. Going, uh, you know, if he if he's a full time weak side linebacker, I just think he sort of loses some of what could make him truly special. Um, if the Browns are you know are just basically calling him weak side linebacker to just sort of get people um, to to stop asking questions, I, I'd be fine <laughs> with that because I, I just think he is such a good slot defender and a flat player. That that you you would be foolish to take that away from him because uh, we talked about this with with Takaris McKinley and why the Browns signed him and that speed element to chase down quarterbacks who are mobile. I think a huge advantage with uh, Awusu Koromoa is the fact that he can go to the flat and cover really really well and against guys like Josh Allen and you know, and Lamar Jackson and some of these guys that are wanting to roll out to the throwing hand, that if they try to go up the field and, and scramble, he can come up and at least reduce the damage. And he does have a, a, a threat that uh, he will pop you. I mean, he, he's a, he can be an explosive hitter. He can be, uh, you know, hit or miss in that regard. But I, I do think he's at least going to make you think twice. And, and in the same vein as McKinley, if he's playing sort of that overhang or that, you know, that edge type role where he can get up the field so damn fast, he takes that away and he keeps you in the pocket, which is what this defense wants to do. So that's where I sort of get lost in this idea that like, yeah, you call him a weak side linebacker, but you're not going to, you can't possibly say you're going to keep this guy in the box. You didn't do that at Notre Dame. I, I, you're not ignorant to the fact that he was so great at this element that you're not going to use it in, in the NFL. The other thing with him is I think you are going to see him on special teams more than I think people are prepared um, because he's just so damn athletic uh, and he's good at it. And he did it in Notre Dame. He may not be out on all the time, but if there's a big play, he's just too good at certain things that you're not going to keep him off that. Like he could go potentially block a punt. He can go block a kick. He can help uh, on coverage units. He can, you know, even on the return game, he could be a, a, a good blocker and those type of things. So I, uh, I, I'm overall my the draft is far more. I, I like the draft overall better than I did initially, even though you know I still wish you know we had more DBs. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they, they 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 do definitely have sort of a a specific recipe and dynamic they're trying to achieve with this group it's it's a fun class and i think this is maybe where people are going to get you know some things misconstrued other than greg newsom and this could be obviously related to greedy williams um you're not sure that anybody essentially is going to start week one which it's not a bad thing and it's certainly something that happens when you're a good team a successful team a team with a well-built well-structured roster um and it's going to start with the little things and it's going to start with that's how these guys can hopefully start to get a little bit nfl confidence to them that they can be contributors 
that they can be factors. And it's not just throwing a guy out there, a la Robert Jackson last year. Circumstances certainly, certainly much different in that regard. And certainly something that we hope we're not going to be talking about in the 2021 regular season. But it's grooming the players and getting them comfortable and, you know, understanding that, hey, we really have value in you. Uh, We really think you can be a big part of this. But it's going to take a little bit for your opportunity to come. Some of that you certainly can control. Some of it maybe not because you're blocked by somebody right now. Um, But the hard work, dedication, you know, doing the little things, the intangibles, will find a way to get you on the field. Plus to the fact that there is a possibility the Browns could be playing in some games that are heavily in their favor. And you can start to wet that whistle, wet that appetite, you know, for these young players, you know, in playing some time and getting some reps. So we'll see how all that plays out. Big announcement. Uh, Currently here, while Pete was, you know, uh, waxing poetic on his film uh, analysis pieces. It appears we are back, folks. iTunes, apparently it is back. Um, So just about 20 shows just dropped into my iTunes feed. Um, So since April 22nd, and now is May 11th, uh, it appears Locked On Browns is back. Uh, Thanks for everybody at the Locked On uh, behind the scenes, busting their butts, trying to, you know, chase Apple down to get them to correct their error. Uh, Just feels good to be back and uh, obviously a long process, but I appreciate every listener who you know went the extra mile to try different apps, different platforms to digest, um, you know, the content from Locked On Browns, everything draft related. He is Pete Smith. Uh, Pete and Browns Digest keep pumping it out week in, week out. Some pods over there. Pete does a great one with Sean Stevenson. Obviously, Nicole Chatham, a good friend of Pete's and myself. Uh, they are doing a fun job, and it's a little bit different, a uh, little different dynamic between Pete and Nicole, and it's it's good. It, I, I really really enjoy it. So I suggest you guys check that out. Make sure you're checking everything out on Browns Digest through SI.com. Make sure you're following uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Um, as we go into episode 1000, I'll be honest, not, this wouldn't be here. Pete's assistance and Pete being part of this with me and for us just finding, you know, a dynamic. And thanks, James Coburn, good buddy, James Coburn. I know Pete mentions it a lot in some things he does, um, you know, for suggesting, hey, you should probably uh, look out to Pete Smith. I think you guys would, uh, you know, do some good shows together. Um, and I'd say maybe of the thousand that were about to drop, Pete was probably close to maybe part of you know, 700, if not more, who knows? Um, hard to, you know, I'm not going to sit down and gauge all those numbers. I certainly don't have the time, but Pete, I do want to thank you for all your assistance here. Um, you know, we've, I think we've allowed each other to grow. Um, and we certainly, you know, had a good relationship one day, Pete, one Pete, one day we'll get together and, uh, you know, there'll be a big old ham for you. And I guess there'll be a crap load of McDonald's for me to have to digest and then uh we can have somebody any day now pansy let's go okay and then somebody can take us somebody can take us to the uh emergency room so you can get taken care of for the salt issue and uh you know somebody can uh, hopefully surgically repair put back together you know either my butt or my stomach after you know consuming uh all that mcdonald's i will tell you this pete two big macs the other day in under eight minutes flat so somebody's training um again uh, all right well, that means you've gone. You've gone to one. You're no longer. You can no longer hide. Well, we, 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 well, it was a pinch. It was a pinch. It was a pinch. And the other thing is, you know, currently Big Macs were uh, buy one get one free. So hey, couldn't turn down that. And when you got kids in the car and they want crap food, uh, sometimes you just got to do what you do. Okay. So whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it is Odyssey, make sure you are following, subscribed to Lockdown Browns. Leave the five star ratings, the written reviews, please, and thank you. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. 
Let's go Browns.